0: Time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Barj Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. This thing belongs to Mr. Rooney, it belongs here, and let's see if we can bring this damn thing back here next year along with <laughs> the Super Bowl. Here we go. The game is over. The Pittsburgh Steelers did it the hard way. <laughs> with the 10th pick. In the 2019 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Devin Bush, linebacker, Michigan. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to this edition here of the Man of Steel Podcast with yours truly, Charles Broderick Ritchie, as we are going live. A little bit of a late start tonight, no problem, but we're here as we're counting down to the path to the draft here, which is about a little over a week away next Thursday, which will be a virtual draft, which was supposed to be in Las Vegas out of this year, not really doing anything pretty much due to the COVID-19, the coronavirus, but we are here, we are live on the air, and I want to just welcome those of you tuning in right now. Again, if you guys want to reach in and dial in on the number, the number to be reached as always is 312-209-2232. Again, that's 312-209-2232. You can also follow me on Twitter at ProjectRitchie.com at Men of Steel, CJR, at on deck CSR. Same goes for Instagram, with the only exception with for the Men of Steel podcast. I'm streaming live off on currently, right now, at Men of Steel Nation, which is all lowercase. And then you got me streaming live right now on my YouTube channel, Men of Steel Podcast. Hope everyone is doing all right, uh, staying home, being very patient. I know one of the biggest things today for a lot of people, a lot of people has been receiving their stimulus packages. I hope everyone uh, has gotten some of their money so far right now. I just saw uh, actually found out about mine this morning. And uh, we'll see how this lasts. But for right now, as everyone tries to ponder about how things are going to get back to normal, if things get back to normal with the world of sports, it's getting to a real possibility where we may have to consider seeing the fact that the season may not go on as planned. I mean, might just see everything completely get wiped out. And I know the biggest thing that's been pulled a lot for this was the NBA. Especially like a team, like teams like the Lakers, the Clippers. We also had the Milwaukee Bucks and many other nobleties, maybe like the Sixers or the Celtics, and just not to have a season possibly to even finish. I mean, the last I heard about a little over a week ago or two weeks ago was being reported by Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN was that they were keeping tabs on how China was handling their basketball league and they're pushing back their plans as far as like having any games resume. But a lot of things have been kind of going a little bit out the window, to be honest you. And it's no surprise, as Bob Papiani would always say on his show, The Bob Papiani Show, on 93.7 The Fan, all open for any type of normalcy. Whether you may be keeping tabs as far as what's happening with this cure for this virus. It's it's messed up a lot of things. And I just said a couple of nights ago on on Monday is that one one league in particular, like the XFL, they look like they're not going to be doing business for good. It looks like their season, the second attempt that Vince McMahon has tried to get this thing. Going around, it doesn't even look like it's be a possibility. It's sad. I feel hurt for a lot of those guys. I really felt like this definitely had some traction. Say what you will, but they really had some some momentum being gained. Now you have the the COVID nineteen occurring. It, it it's just really sickening how these people right here. I, I mean how, how you're able to do how, how you're able to cope with things it, it, it's just it's just really some sad times that's all I could say right now but when, when you think about a lot more it, it it really gets you start to thinking right now I mean what is next here and I'm not so sure what's gonna be happening next I mean, we have no idea if there's going to be any cure or how people are going to get back to work safely or resume part of their normal lives. All we do know is that it's, it's very troubling times. That part we cannot deny. And we'll see what happens here. But for right now, Again, I mean, all we can just do is just practice social distancing, stay home, not do anything drastic, and just respect to other people's space, but still keep in contact. That's the key thing. Don't shade people away during these times, and we'll we'll find out how things shake up, if and when there's gonna be any answers. I mean, this is definitely the strongest, most devastating time in our lives. So, again, if you guys want just feel free, just leave a comment and just let me know you guys are safe. Feel free. I don't care. I mean, just just let me know how everybody's doing. What have you been doing during your downtime? Have you been watching any Pittsburgh Steeler classics? Watch any sports classics, to say the least, to get your mind off where things stand as of right now. What has been your favorite hobby during these times? Definitely want to hear from you on this. Again, if you want to just uh, feel free and dial in, the number it is 312 209 2232. Again, that's 312 209 2232. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mass CJR, at Mass Steel Nation, at On at Prodigy Richie. And my YouTube live channel, Bastille Podcast. So I mentioned before the show got started, I was going to get in some news around the AFC North, and it seems like it's it, it's it's inevitable right now. Odell Beckham Jr. And this was being reported by uh, let's see, Mark Malusis, who is a co-host of the Moose and Maggie. Show on WFAN six sixty in New York. That this was reported about nine hours ago. That there was reported this morning that a source has told Mark that the Browns and Vikings are in discussions on a trade that would send Odell Beckham Jr. to the Vikings for a second and fifth round pick for two thousand and twenty one. Trade is not done, but the deal is being discussed. And let's be honest. I mean, when we look at the Browns situation, I mean, they just had their new uniforms unveiled today uh, for their their news of the day. Uh, that was reported by ESPN's Am Schefter. But when you really look at it, I mean, when things all boiled out, I, I I think maybe it's better for the Browns and their situation in that division. If anything, they, they've they been very clever as far as building up their draft capital the last couple of years. But it, it just, I, I don't know if they're starting to let the message sink in. I mean, when you decide to move on from John Dorsey, your GM, who came over for the Chiefs a couple years ago, are you really starting to send the message that this is not Browns football in the division? Do we go back to simple blue-collar guys if we're going to try and make any noise? I mean, obviously, I mean, they're a team who still got a lot looking in the mirror, in the division, trying to be competitive once again. And trying to find their identity. I tell you one thing, if they do decide to move on, if they do finalize and make this deal, no broken heart for me. I would not mind seeing a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be quite honestly would not have any lost sleep. One extra, one less receiver. We'd have to worry. The Steelers they'd have to worry about going in on Sundays or game day against the Browns during the season. Anytime we could eliminate a dual threat on here and move on, I think that that's a better advantage for them. Because now you got a situation. I mean, in Cleveland, where you're looking at, at all the things right now. And what you got to do, as far as what you do, not only as a franchise, but just overall here. I mean, and you got to really think things through here. Because one of the biggest guys that got on here, too, who definitely made a big uh, splash, I I felt. I mean, I I felt like uh, you also had on here, for your receiving yards, yeah, Jarvis Landry, who's your top receiver with the most touchdowns on that team. So if you could if you could lessen the odds, great. Like I said, no sleep lost here. Goodbye. And we'll we'll find out. But the as far as the Steelers go, we're, we're gonna get into uh one position we're going to talk about towards the end of the show. And this is coming from Mel Kuiper Jr. of ESPN. He mentioned an intriguing name and they should consider drafting a quarterback. We'll get into that a little bit later on at fair or foul towards the end of the show. But for right now, I mean, like I said, that is the biggest news so far, in my opinion. Jarvis Jones is moving on. I think that's a, definitely a big-time relief right there. Not to have to defend up against them on game days or pretty much Sundays for that matter. How do you feel about the move? I mean, for the Browns, pretty much. That, that, I mean, nothing has happened yet, but potentially it's got a good long shot of happening. I, Like I said, I, I, I'd definitely be pushing for that, and I'd have no lost sleep over it. Again, if you guys want to dial in or reach the text or call in, it's 312-209-2232. Again, that's 312-209-2232. I will be doing a mock draft next Monday. Just to give you guys a heads up. In case you guys are wondering what's on my draft board, I'll be getting into that into next week's show. This week, I'm still kind of like laying around and just uh, looking out there. Around the pulse of the AFC North and the Steelers as, as far as that's concerned. For right now, we got some updated news on f- newly acquired fullback, Derek Watt. He is going to be wearing number 44 this year for the team. And a lot has been uh, said here about the Watt family and how proud they are to have like their siblings playing together. I don't know about you, but being like, you know, the Watts, I mean, you're almost starting to get like the sense they're starting to become like, I don't know if they're starting to become like the Mannings of like the NFL nowadays, where they got that high class level of respectability around them that they got under their banner here. And I mean, you can definitely tell right here, I mean, when you look over the years, I mean, look at the siblings and how they were able to grow up. And just push each other. It's always been phenomenal and great watching. I'd be really interested to see how much you know, energy he that TJ Watt is gonna probably be able to help boost him on Sundays when he's playing on offense, even though he's gonna be playing on defense. You gotta believe the standard is gonna be the standard as always, but the intensity and the extra contributions, it, it, I think it's definitely going to be all all ears and views. I'm still, I don't know about yous, but I'm excited for Titan end Eric Ebron. That's my biggest excitement for this season. See how much is he going to really be that, is he going to finally be that new solution to Heath Miller at the last couple of times, the last few years, where you're talking about guys like Ladarius Green, Jesse James, or even Vance McDonald. I mean, the only guys who probably came close was probably Vance and all this. But I mean, you also had some good red zone grabs by Jesse James, too. And that, that's one guy who I definitely missed when he went on to the Lions after the 2018 season. But I, I think when you look at a position like tight end, I, I'm, I'm looking at definitely a lot more durability. Durability and I feel like the tight end possession is kind of like your security blanket in the offense where it helps give your receivers a break and it can help make some good blocking and help de- contribute to some open lanes in the run game. I, I, I just, that is so needed badly. But, who knows, I mean, if a season this year is going to happen. Are we going to see the worst where we're not going to have literally nothing? So a lot of questions to be answered here on this. I mean, as we learn more and more about this COVID-19 crisis here. It's just a lot of things left in the dark, but as the old saying goes in life, show must go on. I mean, literally for everything, not just me, but just all across the board. And we, we, everyone's just got to find a way to stay focused, stay focused, stay in touch, and definitely learn that right now. Uh, also, too, as uh, written by uh, Ray Fidelpado of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. And we're, we're let's let's get into the fairer file right now. So I'm gonna go jump into it a little bit early. I know we got a little over ten minutes left to go. Uh here's the first topic of fair file. While I want to get into uh, Rayfit Apollo, who could be followed on Twitter at Rayfit1, who writes for the Pittsburgh Post, gazette uh, was writing that Mel Kuiper Jr., who's on ESPN, he can be followed on social media at Mel Kuiper Jr., believes Jalen Hurts, former Alabama and Oklahoma quarterback, will be the Steelers' first number four, first overall pick at number forty-nine in the draft. Remember, the key thing here is that the Steelers do have one pick in the top 100 of the draft. And mainly, largely in part, due to trade away their first round pick along with the third, I believe, to get Mika Fitzpatrick. So at number 49 for the Steelers... He believes that Jalen Hurts is going to be their first overall pick in the second round, which will be the 17th selection in that round, Jalen Hurts, instead of going for a guy like Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, I mean, decent, but again, the only thing is, have no indication that the Steelers are unsatisfied or displeasured with a guy like Mason Rudolph being Ben's backup. I know he's got hit involved in that scuffle. I mean, w- when you look at uh, Miles Garrett of the Browns and the helmet incident, and when they were scuffling towards the ground, but you also got a guy like James Winston, who's be twenty six years old. It's not like he's up there in the age, but do you b- guys believe that the philosophy will be the school of thought here is go for someone younger? And the guy, I mean, quarterbacks, I mean, tend to seem to last longer. But do you guys feel that he's got enough? He's he's already got pretty much a decent amount of tread on him. That you may want to look to a younger quarterback, someone that's cheaper, and you don't have to really commit a lot to. I mean, Jalen Hurts, by the way, too, in his overall college career. I mean, who's actually played. In two seasons with Alabama, he was a national champion in 2017. But remember, in the championship game, he got injured. He could not finish the game, or he got, or he got pulled out. And Tua Tagovailoa came in, was pretty much the hero of that ball game, helping secure Nick Saban's sixth national championship, five with Alabama, and then he later on went on to Oklahoma in 2019. Jalen Hurts, overall, in his career, he has uh 80 touchdowns to 20 interceptions. 80 to 20. Just let that sink in. With a touchdown to interception ratio of 4. So pretty darn good right there. I'm just wondering right now, do, do you start to look at like the running position? Because I'm starting to think a little bit more. I'm I'll probably have to say follow that one only because it's going to have to probably be something via trade or maybe something where they catch lightning in the bottle and they make a move towards the end of the preseason. I'm not so sure if that's something they're willing to entertain right now. I mean, unless they're getting any indication of Ben Rosberger slowing down at this point, healing with his throwing elbow, I think that's the only thing you got to ask real quickly has Ben really pushing the needle further with his throwing. He's getting a good spin rate on the on the football. And how much better is his progression is. I think a lot of those things, those factors have to be put into the equation here. I mean, obviously you don't want to be foolish and not have someone secure for the future. But, like I had someone once tell me earlier today, I was speaking to a friend of mine, And he he was saying he he believes that Ben Rosberger may probably, like, uh, block that. So, remember, he made a fair point. This is my guy uh, Terrell here. He was saying that a couple years ago, you remember Ben Rosberger's reaction when the Steelers selected Mason Rudolph with their third overall pick. He was quite disappointed. I mean, and pretty much read between lines, kind of pissed off mode, to be honest with you. That was nothing he really expected to see him do. He felt like they could have got better, but I mean, read between the lines here, he was definitely ticked off. Especially when you look back a year prior to that, this is the same guy who also said he had to evaluate his health and his future as far as playing football. I mean how quickly that's changed about a year later but I think when Dan really passed away he felt like he definitely carried a lot of honor and a lot of pride and that's someone he just did not want to disappoint but also too how much was it more the comfort level they had with the talent they had Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell I mean how much was it really more that than anything Or that he just does not want to go out, people remembering that he threw turnovers that cost his team, especially in the Jaguars playoff game that they were last in. I just feel like he, he, he just doesn't want to go out with a black eye or be remembered at a low moment. That's how I feel about it. I, I I just believe that Ben Rosberg, he's he still believes he's got stuff he left to give the only interesting thing let's just say if there ain't could be any football this year this guy who's got two more years left on his contract does that season he's not get paid for it, he's only got one more season or are they gonna renegotiate something where they'll give him an extra year to play. It's a lot of factors to and, and stuff that is on the line here. That is all on the table. You, you just you just you just cannot you cannot slip up at this point. But again, I mean, Steelers just like every other sports teams are doing around the leagues, sending personal workout equipment to athletes at their homes at their houses. Even with Ulysses Gilbert, too. He even got some equipment, too. I was looking online. And we'll see how that works out. But I'm just going to definitely say follow that one. Fair foul topic number two. A big one here. Juju Smith-Schuster. With this, the way this draft works. Remember, he's got one more year left on his contract. Still produced decently enough Gigi Smith Schuster. I mean, who had decent success when he was playing alongside Antonio Brown. Still got some potential. I'm not willing to give up on him just yet, but when you have a guy, obviously, like Ben Rosper, who's captaining the ship and throwing to, and then remember he also had the injury too. I think it was like leg or the knee, I forget exactly. But Smith-Schuster, I mean, who dipped 900 yards below from where he was at career-high 1,426 yards with seven touchdowns. He only had three touchdown grabs this year. But I I think a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster, there has been no indication that the Steelers are wanting to re-sign him. Unless they're going to do it towards the end of the off season, I mean, is that a guy who you definitely decide you want to like tag once his time comes up? I mean, do you guys want to roll the dice with Schuster here? Do you guys definitely believe he could definitely rebound if he has a healthier Ben? He'll be able to get back in decent time. Because he's still got some other potential around there, too. He's got much more guys right there who could definitely be stepping up to the play a little bit more, but I definitely feel like they could be maximize their potential in due time when you look at guys like Deontay Johnson, who he got a little whiff, a little sampling size of how he could be starting off for special teams before making his strides and position. Just to be on, a pro, on an all-pro team in his first year, all-pro, Second-team All-Pro, by the way. Not first-team. That is remarkable right there. I would not be surprised. I- I'm, I'm going to definitely say running back in the first round. I mean, their, their first pick, uh, excuse me, which is their 49 pick overall in, this- in the second round. And they go running back. It, it has to be. Because if, if anything, the biggest uh, needs nowadays are going to be running back positions. And and speaking of backs, by the way, and I just got to just uh, look at this guy right here. And also, by the way, for Juju Smith-Schuster, before we get out of here, here uh, with this topic, the Steelers are going to be accounting for a cap hit of $1.34 million this year. So not, not bad. I mean, that, that's decent. But one guy who's uh, definitely earned his share of the pie. Who actually uh, got signed, which is uh, by the Panthers. He signed a four-year, $64 million contract with the Panthers. Average annual salary of $16 million. So congratulations to him. Definitely well-deserved right here. I mean, Christian McCaffrey seems like he's going to be the real deal for the Panthers going forward in the NFC South. I mean, this guy already has 5,443 yards in his first three seasons. And he joins the likes of a guy like a, a Hall of Famer like Eric Dixon, who I believe had six... 1,000 yards in his first three seasons. I mean, this guy is phenomenal always. I mean, he had a 1,000 yards in each receiving and rushing. 1,387 yards with 15 touchdowns and 1,000 yards receiving with four touchdowns. 19 touchdowns scoring machine. I mean, this guy. I mean, who's a beast right now? You're gonna be. I'd be interested to see how much he's gonna be able to continue to help out with a guy who's gonna return more than likely the starting Teddy Bridgewater that division. But that guy for right now, he is the real deal. Kind of like after it was Le'Veon Bell, and then it was Todd Gurley, but now he's going with the Falcons after he has a Ray knee issue. Uh, we'll see. What do you guys think about a guy like Christian McCaffrey? Do you think he's going to be a back in the NFL? He's going to be slowing down in due time? Or is he going to be the real deal? Because so like I said, the Steelers, they need someone bad at that running back position. Either way, you slice it. And it's nothing you want to keep Ignoring. I just feel right now. I mean, last year you got the inside linebacker position. Now he probably make amends this year with the running game. And I'm going to make a prediction right now. I know I said I was going to do my mock draft next week. But I got I to gotta tell you, for, for the first overall pick in the second round, 49th overall for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm looking at, I'm going to go with uh, Zach Moss of Utah. Who's actually uh, compiled over 4,000 yards in five seasons. This guy's uh, pretty legit right here. He's also got 4,752 yards scrimmage. So I'm looking at a guy right there he's got 41 touchdowns in all seasons. Caught for a career-high 388 yards in his senior season with Utah in the Pac-12. So I want to hear you guys right now, uh, before we get out here, want to hear what you guys feel like, what's going to be on your draft list when watching this from home. And let me know. Has anyone got a chance to even like start ordering the new Steelers draft caps? Anyone got the Steelers draft caps? Feel free to share be some of your pictures with your uh, draft gear or your jerseys. What you planning on wearing? What's your favorite draft day uh, food uh, right now for watching this? And uh, that that is gonna do it for this edition here of the Mass Steel Podcast. Like I said, I just want to say uh, thank you to everybody for uh, taking the time to tune in here. Like I said, i will be catched every Mondays and Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And let's just uh, keep our eyes uh, peeled for what's going to be happening in the upcoming weeks. But we're a little over a week away. Next Thursday is going to kick off the draft. And I'm not going to lie to you, my favorite draft memory in recent year, that, and I think I actually listened with a lot of Steelers fans, seeing the Steelers trade-up game, Devin Bush. Boy, uh, a lot of hearts were racing that night, and I'll never forget where I was at. I was watching at a place called Fat Power in uh, McCormick in Chicago, and that was a good place to watch right there. I want to say thank you to a friend, uh, Nick, if you're out there, Nick Pobutsky. We well, actually hooked it up. Thank you very much, my man. That was a fun time. Hope uh, you and uh, your family are staying safe, my man. And always a pleasure staying in touch with you. But for all those uh, right now who are staying home, being safe, please continue to do so. And your comments are more than welcome here on the show. And I always appreciate the, the support and the fandom here as far as Steeler Nation. As I always leave you... Don't be trolling, be rolling. Here we go, steers, here we go. I gone.